Welcome to Repeater, your favorite podcast about people's favorite songs. At least, we hope it's your favorite one. It's all about positive thinking, Evan. You have to visualize the faves. Do you see them? No, Pat, I just see a microphone. And that's because we're introducing this most excellent episode of the show featuring storyteller extraordinaire and local good guy, Adam Wade. Plus, we have local good woman and angel voice musician, Lindsay Dunphy, joining us as our musical guest. It's gonna be fun. We guarantee it. And you know what? If you agree that this episode is fun, do us a favor and rate and review the show. Every time someone rates and reviews the show, a pig grows wings and learns to fly. It's a horrifying and painful process, but in the end, these pigs get to fly, so we think it's pretty cool. Thanks for listening. This is Repeater. Please welcome to the stage, Adam Wade. Woo! Hello, Adam. Guys, how are you? I'm great. How are you? So, so happy to be here tonight. Yeah. We're very happy to have you. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and it's live, but it's but then it'll be on on podcast. Cool, so right? Good, yeah, yeah. It's a whole trick. <laughs> live, but not depending oh. on when you're listening to it. I can't. I can't go halfway here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thanks for joining us. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Uh, we're going to kick this off like we do every episode. I just want to say this is oh, yeah. one of my, uh, it's on the podcast, but this is one of my all-time favorite venues of all time. I, I oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. QED yeah. is awesome. Happy. Very happy to yeah. be here. I'm not doing that by thanks, I mean, QED. Right? my heart. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, awesome. yeah. Uh, a most excellent venue, a most excellent place run by excellent people right in Astoria, Queens. Yeah. Right by the train. An excellent and neighborhood. Tully's is right there. And, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you really can't lose. No, you can't lose. <laughs> I'm half Greek, so yeah, I you're like to be here. It's right? very, yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> and I dated a Greek girl from Astoria. Wow, yeah. cool. Well, it was like booty calls, but not booty calls. It, was, it wasn't booty. Like, dated was, Adam. Yeah, I dated her. I dated. There was saw her occasionally. There was, I, yeah, there was not. I mean, I dated one girl, and and then there was more. The second girl was more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so have you dated multiple? Uh, I mean, Greek dated, women I've from dated, Astoria. I've dated two Greek women, and they were both very nice women. Very nice women. Well, a testament nice to, to Astoria. Yeah, yeah. This is like a booty call. It was like too late. I mean, I live in Hoboken. It's tough yeah. to get here. It's, it is. It's not easy. It's not, <laughs> I get. It. I, I mean, I you know, it. like today was perfect. It, it, it was under an hour, but like at, at three o'clock in the morning, when, yeah. when you know, it's not. It's not easy. It's not booty call easy. time. Easy. Yeah, you got to bring a couple books. Yeah. And then by the time your mojo, you're not in the mood. Your mojo's not working, or at least mine. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what books you're reading. I yeah, guess. Exactly. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, War, well, War and Peace. It was like, it was like, it was like uh, it's a good subway book. Yeah, it's nice and portable. It's not a good yeah. pre-hookup book, though. No. Uh, yeah. Well, as you know, I, I I lived in Hoboken my first year down here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had friends that lived. I had friends that lived in the story at the time. Yeah, it's a bit of a hike. Uh, I got to see you once on a bike in Hoboken, right? Or am I wrong? I think so. I yeah, think that's I'm not right. pretty sure. Well, when, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the difference just, between uh, yeah, yeah. Riding, the, riding a bike uh, in Hoboken and Queens is that if I try to go over the Hudson to get to Manhattan, yeah, no, it doesn't work. No, you don't want to do too much. You want to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to drown. You don't want to drown. On a but I, like coming on the train, I mean, I mean, a lot more apartment buildings going up. Big ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big ones. 
Yeah, it's developing. Not, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good to see. How's Hoboken these days? Yeah, yeah, same thing. You know, people, yeah. people under um, sixty-five in Hoboken aren't into me, but people over sixty-five. <laughs> I, I just a shout out to uh, Chris and Vince. Uh, there's a, a couple that lives up there. You know, they're they're retired for a while, and now they're my friends. We've been, I, I, you know, like you pass people all the time, and, and like I say hi to them all the time, mm-hmm. and then like it's been like three years. So I finally went over. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm Adam Wade. How you doing? And now we're, we're such good friends. I helped them with their flag. I put a flag up for them and uh, for the Fourth of July. Cool. And uh, yeah. yeah, now we're friends. Yeah, well, that's yeah it's yeah. good. They get it like, you know, like all I want, and you know me well enough, they're just happy to see me. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're a real like neighborhood guy. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So I now think, I got them. Yeah. Hoboken's <laughs> probably good for that, especially, well, in the 65 plus crowd. Yeah. They love me. Like it's, you know, Vinny, the the veteran, he's 90, World War II veteran and Korean War. Him and I and his dog, Cole, shout out. They're all listening to the I think that might be our first dog listener. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Well, I'm going to go get a beer with him. I don't drink. I'm not a big drinker, but I'm going to have one Budweiser with him uh, tomorrow. Uh, what's, yeah, your, what's your spot? Oh, him? no. I'm going to go to his house. You're going to go to his house. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a good yeah. spot. I'm way off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah. He you know, he has the walker and stuff. So. Right. But, he, you know, I, I do. a. He has his own. You know, like I have the bench. He's got his own mm-hmm. bench. Oh. We got benches in Hoboken. I guess sit on my bench. He sits across the street because it's a shade, but right. he's a good guy. So I'm going to go get it's a beer with him. Covered in shady bench. For the holidays. He's great. Like, I'll see him and I'll say, hey, how you doing, Vinny? And he's like, good. And I'll sit with him for like a half hour. And then I'll see him like three hours later. And I'll be like, where the hell have you been? And I'm like, the last three hours? I mean, I was just, what do you mean? Like, you've not, you, he's like, like, you haven't seen me in forever. I mean, I was, right. I was just right here. I, I talked to you for a half hour. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. This is a little pet oh. peeve. No, I love Vinny, but I mean, you're going to come up with something else besides you where the hell have you been? Your, yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, nice to be missed. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Sounds like he Are you related to Vinny? I'm related to a Vinny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Vinny. Yeah, yeah, Vinny. He's a good, he's a good man. <laughs> he was the Italian of uh, a citizen of Hoboken like, a couple years ago. He got, oh, like the number yeah. one Italian yeah, citizen they get, like, a, There's a parade and he's the number one right. Italian. Oh, yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> What's the what's what's the festival every? Oh summer? yeah, the Saint Anne's. Saint, Saint Anne's. Anne's. They sing at the I used karaoke. to live on that block. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice it's block. Great. They stopped doing karaoke. It bothered me. I like I like to do the <laughs> karaoke there. It's a, a bummer. Yeah. Well, we're probably going to talk about Hoboken a lot more yeah. uh, during the show, but let's for now uh, kick it off. We're just going to talk about something we've been yeah listening to lately. The um, so paddle start. Cool. Right. Uh, just went and saw Baby Driver. Which is really, really good. Is it real? Seriously, I, uh, yeah, it looks good. It I looked loved good. it. I loved it so much, and the soundtrack is incredible. So it's like an hour and a half long. Uh, real good way to start the day. No favorite song off of it, but because there's too much, it's all it's all good. It's thirty tracks of good music. <laughs> so go listen to it. Like classic music or current or, uh, mostly classic. There's one like Run the Jewels thing on there like it's like a song that they wrote for the movie thing i don't know i ran up a flight of stairs uh <laughs> but like yeah it's mostly classic stuff uh like they got dave brubeck on there uh lionel richie mm-hmm. barry white mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other stuff oh, cool. that i do not remember the name of so i picked the whole soundtrack we need a good movie yeah yeah it, it's a great movie all right. You sold, you sold me on it. You me on it. I might go. go. I might go this week. I got to cool. get the next two days. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's on my short list of movies to go see as well. 
Um, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, a song I've been listening to a lot recently um, is this, I think it's this song from like two years ago. It's sort of, I randomly found it on a playlist that like Amazon prime music was suggesting to me. Uh, but it's uh, Christine and the Queens and the song is called it or it, but I think it's it. <laughs> There's no periods, so it's really hard to tell. Um, but she's cool. Uh, she's like some. She's like a French pop artist, and so a bunch of her songs or parts of the songs are in French. But it's definitely an album made for I think for like English speaking audiences. Um, but it's just like cool, poppy, laid back music, um, and it's a really catchy and good song. So it it by Christine and the Queens. Highly recommend it. Whole album is really good. But that's the song that uh, grabbed me. And it's the first track. I don't know how often... I don't know how if that's like a thing anymore, but I, I always feel like the first track's usually the hit yeah. on a lot of albums. Yep. No, no they have yeah. to do that now. Yeah. What about you? Um, the the big one, I've been listening to a lot of Clash lately, but the, there's a song that like keeps coming up. I like, And, and I, it's, uh, I believe it's Frankie Avalon, but it's called Gingerbread. It's like Gingerbread, yep. Gingerbread. You're full of sugar. You're full of spice. You're kind of <laughs> you're, you're kind of naughty. You're kind of nice. It's, it's good. It's good. You gotta. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's like, yeah, but it's been coming on my phone. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Because like growing up by my parents, and I mean, you'll see later on, or you'll hear later on, a lot of oldies in my family like mm-hmm. playing music. So that, that that one was like one that uh, my mom used to sing a lot. So gingerbread, gingerbread, gingerbread. gingerbread. Yeah. I like. I have to assume that that song's you know like a metaphor for a person or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I also really like the idea of someone singing to Gingerbread or the, <laughs> yeah, man, the yeah, man, like yeah, a Gingerbread yeah. Man, because the Gingerbread Man, as we all know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet guy covered in sugar, but yeah. constantly trying to run away. So but Ginger, <laughs> just Gingerbread. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you know, you don't hear songs about like cake. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Yeah, yeah, not like that. that. Is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't. Sing to food. No, gingerbread. Yeah, yeah. Cheeseburger nice. Paradise was a big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't, I'm not a big gingerbread guy, but like if I had some, I probably would sing that song to it. Oh, yeah. That's fair. At this yeah. point, yeah. you'd have to. Yeah. Um, I think I'd feel more comfortable singing to gingerbread over like a cheeseburger. It seems more friendly. Hmm. Oh, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going like to a nice serenade a food. Yeah. Cheeseburgers have had plenty. <laughs> They've gotten their due. To tear them yeah, down. They've gotten their true. due. That's true. Sweeter to sing to gingerbread or some kind of cake product. Yeah. Um, well, great. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, um, it's not blowing in the wind, but it's, it's yeah. gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what song did you want to talk to us tonight about? Yeah, uh, Roy Arborson's Running Scared. Running Scared. Nice. That's great. We're going to listen to a clip of that okay, great. right now. Ooh, the drummer boys. The Bolero boys. Yeah. And that nice, simple... Oh yeah, it's such a simple song. Uh, which I think is part of probably why it hits so hard. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Roy, what are you doing to our hearts? I love this little chorus that pops in. It's better when I do it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole song. It's, awesome. it's a great, Cut. great friggin' song. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, we want. We're gonna each take a crack at why we think you picked it, but then you'll then we'll talk about it. Okay, good, good, cool. good. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I think you probably heard this when you were young uh, on the radio, probably maybe in your parents' house. Heard it playing a lot. That's my guess. Yeah, you don't have to verify just yet. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, boring guess, but similar. This, uh, this just seems like classic Wade to me that you probably grew up uh, with a lot of Roy Oberson in your, your home. So that's my guess. We could be way off. Could be a much more specific tale, but um, <laughs> hit us with it. Yeah, um, uh, my parents were huge Roy Oberson fans, and uh, I, I'm from New Hampshire, and uh, once a year he would perform at the uh, Hampton Beach Club Casino ballroom and it was it wasn't a real casino that wasn't gambling there but it was uh mm-hmm. they had uh you know the ski ball and stuff but uh, like above there they had like his oldies review would go once a year and, and my parents never really did anything um so that was like their big once a year they would get dressed up and go and in the morning i'd sleep over my grandmother and my aunts and in the morning they'd come back and they'd bring um donuts and they would just talk about how great roy arberson was <laughs> and my dad would be like uh he doesn't look like uh Elvis Presley, you know, he's not a pretty boy, but, 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 but you know, from the heart, he sings from the heart, he sings from the heart. And it was like, 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 like yeah. And uh, then they got a cassette. The interesting thing just with the cassette was mm-hmm. they got um, the a greatest hits record, but it wasn't like from all his songs from like the fifties and sixties. He like re-recorded it like in the eighties. Oh yeah. And it was yeah. just interesting. I mean, and it was like almost, you know, I mean, the, he, he didn't stray and the arrangements were pretty much the same, but his voice was older. Mm-hmm. So, and we always listened to that cassette. So I always, and I like, you know, for me with storytelling, it's like you continue to look back at these stories and it must've, it was interesting to have like an older man sing like these songs mm-hmm. that he probably, and he had, you know, if you, if you Wikipedia, Roy Arbison, he had a really tough life and like a really sad life. So like these songs probably had even more and more sad meaning. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it was just not to bring it down folks, but, uh, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it, it's very, very like, yeah. So, so they just listened to, when we listen to that tape everywhere, like we go to the beach everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. So did you know this song from that recording of it? Like not that older, one, the, okay. the old one, uh, the newer, like when the old Roy, the old, uh, yeah. The like the new recording Roy. older. Roy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's weird. Even like when I hear, like when you'd hear his songs on the uh, oldie station and stuff, I'd be like, oh, no, this isn't it. <laughs> and I actually bought the, um, I actually found the CD because then I bought, like, you know, then when you buy the CD, mm-hmm. I had the, all the old songs like that. But I found on Amazon um, his, his, his bad version yeah. of it that yeah. I had growing up. And it's just, it's, it's from, you know, it's probably not superior to the music snob, but for me, it's, it's, it's the greatest. It's like re re yeah re, yeah re, yeah well yeah because that's something that like to that his contemporary you know like Elvis it's like I feel like in Elvis's uh, later days it's like he was trying to almost reinvent his songs to stay to stay up to speed yeah, yeah. and it's like much probably much more sad and impactful to try to like nail your old songs but your voice is different, like, but, and life and, has more and, meaning. And he does maybe. though. And he yeah. does. I mean, cause it, like the high notes and stuff like that. I mean, he, he does. And I, again, there's just like a different emotional tone to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. but it's very, again, it's like the, it's just, it's just the actual voice. Um, 
sounds like different. Yeah, it, it, it's it's real. Again, it, you probably don't give a crap, but it, it was, <laughs> for me, it was, it's it's like mind like I, I like stuff like that. It's like mind blowing. I just love it so much. Well, it's an it's an added layer to yeah, probably yeah. you know a song that's always already good. Yeah. Then you add this whole other thing into it. Yeah. Um, what about so like on a greatest hits album or out of all the stuff your parents listen to? Maybe what about this song uh, specifically? Is maybe something that has always grabbed you? Or yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I am a storyteller, and um, this is like a story song. So yeah. it's about like Roy's having a relationship on the down low with this woman, and um, while uh, her man is out of town, and things are going well, but he's very insecure and he's really worried that um, when the guy comes back, um, she's going to go back with the with the with the with the guy and, and leave Roy, um, and so. He, as you could hear it, it just, there's a lot of buildup. And at the end, he's like, then all at once he was standing there. So sure of himself, his head in the air, my heart was breaking. Which one would it be? You turned around and walked away with me. And like, when he does it, it's like, um, you know, I mean, it's a great song for unrequited love war. I mean, in my, in my life, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. It, it. It's still just like saying the lyrics. It still yeah. really hits, um, um, the, you know, it's like the, like he, he won, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was never cocky. And again, it, this is at high school, Adam, like watching all like the cocky guys, like real cocky, get like the girls, like hearing the song. And I would, you know, from fourth grade to 12th grade, you know, listen to it. And it was, it was like a victory for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was deep. Yeah. But it, but it, it was, is. But it's it like, was. it's like yeah. the under, underdog well, if, tale. If you, if you're in a man. vulnerable um, emotional situation. You listen to the song. You'll feel freaking. You'll you'll you like pop. You'll pop. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll be like, he was right. Son of a bitch was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, this song, even like structurally, kind of in regards to what you do as a storyteller, because this song is sort of uh, almost well known for. I think for not. It's like a. It was a big hit when it came out, but it has no chorus. No. Um, and so it's just a story song that really is both musically, but also lyrically, it just moves forward. Um, there's no, like, you know, returning exactly yeah. to something other than the, like, the, the lyric of running scared. Um, and, yeah, and then it actually caps it, you know? The story has an ending, all that stuff. But I was like, yeah, that's probably, I imagine there's something to, like, uh, storytelling that's very similar to that, which is, even though you're going to be continuing to touch on themes, you want to be ultimately, you're, you're moving forward through the, the piece, you know, and for the the real music nerds that are listening to this, and, and of course this great audience, um, if you YouTube, uh, Nick Cave does a great version mm. of oh, it, yeah. and the ending is different. I'm, uh, I'm not going to give it away, but if you think of it, it could end either one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's really it's uh, it's really it's really uh, yeah. I shouldn't yeah. have gave I shouldn't have given it away. <laughs> Listen to it. Maybe 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 you'll hear something different than I heard. But it was, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget whatever you Adam just said, yeah. but listen to the yeah, Nick listen. Cave. Uh, yeah. Does um, the Nick Cave version still have that uh, very simple guitar line? Yeah, like that? It, just, da, 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 it just builds up. Yeah, yeah. I think that I had never really listened to Roy Orbison before this, and that was like probably the most surprising part of the song for me because it's like it is so simple. It's just such a simple little riff to play. But I think that uh, I think that's what also helps drive that song forward. Is just like there's that powerful, almost like almost like he's walking kind of sternly through the song and like progressing that way. 
Yeah, it's a march almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Musically, and it builds the whole time. We listen to obviously just a little clip of it, but it really like the orchestration mm-hmm. of the song goes from being very very quiet and just him and a I think him and one instrument, either him and a guitar or maybe him and a piano or something, and then it builds to there's an orchestra in the background with a chorus of people. You know, yeah. by the end of it. Um, and and when he hits that, I mean, young and old Roy, uh, and young and old recording. Um, when he hits that ending, um, I mean, when you talk about singing and then singing from like the heart or or conveying something from the heart, I mean, he hits that like bang, 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 bang. He hits it hard. He hits, <laughs> he hits a really, really uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't feel, I mean, again, not not criticizing you, folks. You all seem nice. I mean, if that, if that doesn't hit you a little bit emotionally, uh, you better read some self help books. <laughs> Check in with I'm yourself. I'm not a judge, but I'll judge you. <laughs> yeah, nice. Get out and live. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, Pat, something you were saying, like uh, the the way that song builds with the guitar and stuff like that. But the style of song, I think Wikipedia was saying it's a bolero song which I think it's like the first ever Bolero hit in the United States. Um, and like pop music didn't have them before uh, Roy brought it. Um, <laughs> but it's like a, it's a basically a, um, it's a, like a Spanish ballad. It's this very like love lorn uh, genre, I think. And he's, he's kind of the perfect guy to maybe bring that to pop radio, at least in the sixties, you know, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so, the thing you're saying about this song, it's if like if it doesn't hit you, you know, you got problems. Um, is that how? Like, is that something you take with you into like any creative pursuit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, not every every single one, but I, I think um, you know, like a song like this out of his body of work, and he's got a lot of different songs. This one stands out the most just because. It it um, with with music when you're little and you hear it and and you feel it and you're not sure what it was. You know what I mean? I heard this probably when I was like seven years old, and I was and I like I, you feel something you don't know what the hell it is, and then as you get older, like it, it it starts to build, and then once you know what it means or you feel like you know what it means, and then you get older. Now, I mean, I'm still connected to all the. So this is so I'm trying, I'm sorry, but, um, it's, it's, it's like, I'm in a room with all of Adam Wade from, from my now to when sure. I was little when right. I first heard it and, and I'm, and I'm like connected to all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's what this music brought. And, and like with my stories, I think it's the same type of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like kind of the constant rediscovery of yeah. something you already know. Yeah, or, or reawaken, like, you know, it might be like the feeling. I mean, fourth grade, I liked a girl that was in sixth grade, and her boyfriend went to London, you know, for, for three months or whatever, but we thought he was gone for good. I started eating <laughs> smart food popcorn with her on, in, the, in the playground, and it was, we were together, you know, and then I would listen to the song, and it was our song, you know what I mean? And when he came back, and he was a cocky prick, you know? Um, so it was like, and I play it, and I play it over, and then when, when, when they came back, um, you know, she went back with him, you know, and, uh, uh, but even after, you know, and it was probably like my first big heartbreak in fourth grade, but it, it was a heartbreak. But when I listened to that song, it was like, I had, um, 
like, you know, in your own little way, I didn't have a lot of friends. Like, Roy was like my friend. And like, yeah. it was almost like a cheer. As sad as a song it is, it mm. was almost like a, it was very, it made me like, there was a, you know, this is a guy that wore all black and stuff like yeah. that and black sunglasses. But there was like, there was like, it was, it was very positive. Yeah, positive. It was always a positive thing to hear. Yeah. Do when you were down. Yeah. Do you, uh, so like obviously in storytelling, you can tell a story in as many ways as you want, really. And you can revisit and always find new things. Do you think, especially having this song, I mean, in kind of two versions with the old Roy and young Roy, uh, do you think there's something in there about like the consistency of the song? Like it never changes as like a comforting factor? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think maybe some of these songs that he played, like something like this, it was good for him. You know, I, I think it, it's not therapy, it's like therapeutic. And I think mm-hmm. some of those, especially with his his rough life, um, you know, I mean, he lost his wife, he lost his two kids. Um, you know, the kids were in a fire and the, and the wife was on a motorcycle. So, I mean, he had a tough time. And I think for him, it might have been good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to listen to... I think it was like, would have come out like junior or senior year of high school, or at least it's when I discovered it. But uh, Johnny Cash's last album while he was alive, um, which the name's escaping me. It wasn't, it was on like American uh, records and all this stuff. Um, but it was the one that had Hurt on it, that cover of the Nine Inch Nails song. So it was a pretty huge album, like a big comeback for, for his career. But, and he, he was kind of famous amongst those like four or five albums uh, on American that I think got, they're all produced, I think by Rick Rubin um, where he would like do covers outside of his genre um, and really kind of bring this Johnny Cashness to other styles. Um, but he would always also like do an old country song. And there's this song on that album called long black veil, which I guess is maybe not strictly a country song, but it's a pretty like Westerny. Uh, themed song and I remember listening to that a lot like senior year of high school amidst, amidst a bunch of a bunch of like Blink-182 and Rancid and all this other like pop punk but there was something very comforting about hearing like this old and at the time kind of like dying country guy just sing a very sad country song yeah. um, he's like one of the other albums it's, I think it's Unchained but it was, I think it was the first one he did with him uh, it's like, will you meet me in heaven someday? And it's from his, his wife. I yeah. Mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those, uh, those sad songs maybe yeah, like kind of I mean, do, that, do, that, do just as much good. Uh, it's funny because, like, for your you spirits. said that, like, on my college radio show, I, I like the, I used to play Nick Cave and Johnny, a lot of Nick Cave and Johnny Cash. So, it's like, yeah. it's all coming full circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was going to ask you, uh, in fourth grade, was eating smart food the mark of uh, our she relationship? Used they, well, she used to share it with him, and uh, <laughs> and then when when she was gone, I came over. I go, hey, I had him waiting, you know. And I was like very, very shy, and I just said, you know, kind of having a little smart food popcorn with you. We started eating it together, and it was you know for her to share, right? Uh, yeah, she used to like uh, like run away from me. And then, like, some days she'd stop. Like, she was, she was a complicated girl. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes she wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes she, she wouldn't, would. and sometimes she would. The big mark, I think, when I was in fourth grade, 
Uh, she's an older one. You know, she's, oh, she's sixth older. grade. She was a sixth grade. Oh, yeah. And you <laughs> were fourth grade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and she knew I liked her. I, I mean, I didn't harass her, but I mean, I, I chased her. <laughs> I chased her on the playground. Yeah, I was going to say. At 10 years old, I'm like trying to figure out if you're literally chasing her or just. No, I ran or I ran around chasing her. Yeah, okay. no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I ran, yeah. physically chased her. <laughs> but, um, but in an innocent, uh, playful way. As and a, then, like, I'd say, yeah. stop, stop, stop. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you didn't know what to say to her. <laughs> yeah. In my school, the big thing at that age group was asking someone to go to the Inca Fair. Um, you wouldn't, like, really ask people. We weren't quite at the age of, like, you'd ask someone to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, but you would ask them once a year. You'd ask someone to, like, go to the fair with you. Um, so I would always ask through a proxy. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would always be like, okay, Shauna's friend, Rachel. Talk to Rachel. Rachel goes, talks to Shauna. Shauna uh, enthusiastically rejects the invitation to go to Anka Fair. <laughs> Rachel kindly passes on message to Evan. I think that's pretty much how it went every year. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, 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 you tried. You know, you tried. Yeah, I was a lot braver back then. I See, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't know, you know, like, you know, when you just don't know, I, 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 I handled it directly. I think yeah. after that, I handled it through the, the, the channels like you. Yeah, you learn like the protocol. You learn that it hurts to just be rejected. Yeah. Um, so then you like try to avoid that at all costs because it's the worst feeling. And he was just cocky. He was a cocky guy. <laughs> I don't like, you know, and he, cocky he sixth came back. Grader, right? He's a cocky sixth grader. Yeah. And uh, they don't yeah, smoke I, don't, it. I don't like him. No, no personality. I had a lot of personality. I had a, I had a lot to offer. <laughs> <laughs> you still do. Yeah. He yeah. looked like a team BGF. You know, I don't want to swear, but he's, you know, he's too much. You know, you want you want regular stuff. Yeah, in the long run. Yeah, in the long run. Yeah. I guess she was probably a little more focused on short term gains. At, yeah, she was at twelve. At twelve, <laughs> she was. and then I like she was like in high school. I, used, I didn't chase her anymore. But like you know, you'd see her every once in a while, and you'd be like, oh yeah, that was, that was her. She was because she was like the first real crush. Yeah. I remember she used to wear like a. What is it? I mean. They're going to file a restraining order. <laughs> she used to wear like a powder blue. It was a powder blue, uh, like, uh, winter coat. You know, I just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And the popcorn. I just remember. <laughs> what else was your family? Um, what else did they listen to musically? Uh, my dad used to listen to Prince a lot in, right. on Sundays before we went to church. He, he <laughs> purple, purple rain. Purple rain. So he would blast purple rain. He, he would, would go to, he would go to church rain. before your family went to church. Yeah, yeah. Like, purple rain. He goes, this is a great. I go, you should see the movie. Because we saw like the movie yeah. was like, whoa. I'm like, don't watch the movie, dad. Just keep it. He goes, I love this song. Purple rain. Like, yeah, keep it. Yeah. He goes, Prince. Um, that, That's uh, awesome. And then my dad, my dad was uh, a middle school principal and um, very by the book and stuff. And he would work out. He bought a Nordic track mm-hmm. and he, he bought all of like <laughs> his workout music was all Pink Floyd. So it's just, I like, so you can hear in the basement, like, we don't need no education. <laughs> but yeah, this very straight laced. It was just funny. But he would crank it up. You know, he's like Pink Floyd. I like Pink Floyd. So then I like Pink Floyd after because my dad did. Yeah. But it was like, like people were like, your dad, you know, like adults would be like, you know, th- this music. I go, my dad listens to Prince before we go to church. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's wonderful. That's really cool. Yeah. And um, Bee Gees, they like the Bee Gees. You, uh, you spend a lot of time too with like your grandparents, right? Yeah. 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 
Doo-wop Older. shop. Doo-wop shop. Doo-wop shop. There was a doo-wop shop out of Boston uh, on Saturday nights. We, 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 we'd cruise the town. Hmm. I'm not talking about when I was little. I'm talking about high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Doo-wop shop. They loved it. And I, when, I, when I was 16, I became the driver. And my, my uh, yaya, my grandmother would sit in the front. And her sister, my great aunt, Ariti, would sit in the back. And I had perfected the volume where we would put it on and it would be like, I would, I would dial it and do it, and they'd be like, perfect. It was just loud enough so they could hear it, but they wouldn't come. Oh, come on. It's too loud. <laughs> but, it was, but it was like, yeah, the doo-wop shop. So even like like American Graffiti, I love It's like one of my favorite movies. Yep. It's just because that music was the cruising music yeah. of my gang. <laughs> <laughs> Tough gang. Tough gang. Yeah, the gang. Hey, who, who doesn't want to be in a gang that thinks you're like the greatest? Like you're perfect. <laughs> like you're so handsome. You should be out with the girls your own age. I'm like, yeah, I'll be out with you. They don't like me. I'll be out with you. <laughs> so, so handsome. Oh, the hair. Oh, the face. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Why would I want to be with people that think I'm a nerd? Yeah. yeah. I would think too that that would actually, that's like <clears throat> that specific musical choice is a really good, uh, it's a good habit to form. Because if you're cruising around now, uh, with your gang or with uh, a woman or anything like that, doo-wop would be perfect. Yeah. That would be the yeah, right move. Yeah. It's uh, it's like something seemingly no one dislikes. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's good. Like just uh, ambient music almost. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. But I brought, one time I, I worked at a restaurant and I had to bring the boss's daughter home. Like she didn't feel good and she was like a bus, bus I was a bus boy and she was a bus girl. So I drove her home and, and like I was, it, like it was like about like a 15 minute drive and uh, I put on my Elvis, I had the Elvis greatest hits and, and I put that on and, and like, I thought that would impress her, like that I knew, like, and, and she was not into Elvis <laughs> at all. I'm like, yeah, this is, this, she's like, what is this? Is this your, your grandmother's? I go, no, it's mine. I go, it's mine. <laughs> and then uh, she wasn't, uh, and then, uh, not, you know, fuck her. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you look back, it's like, oh, I should have been embarrassed, but I wasn't. I was like, no, like, this yeah. is Elvis Presley. Too bad. I had a job uh, working at a country club and uh, one of the girls I was working with gave me her iPod and she was like, oh, you know how to use computers. You can put music on this. I was like, it's 2008. I'm sure you can figure this out. Uh, but I didn't know what kind of music she enjoyed. So I was like, I, I don't know. I'll put the Beatles on there. Everybody likes the Beatles. Bring it back. And she goes, you only put the Beatles on here? Why? Why would you do that to me? And I was like, if you're going to ask somebody to put music on your iPod, don't like give some guidance. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, and then don't be mean about it. Yeah, yeah. So then I quit. Good. For different reasons, but <laughs> I still quit. I was going to say that would have been drastic. <laughs> it's not right for her. I, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of country music, like late eighties, early nineties country music because of my dad. And, um, I think I, there was probably a few years where I did not understand that that was, could be like potentially embarrassing in um, suburban New England, just because no one really listened to that music. Not in New England, yeah. Um, or at least like the Boston area. You know, like my dad's from Vermont. People listen to country up there a decent amount, yeah, but, but early Boston early area 80s, was like late eighties, yeah, yeah. Um, so one year for a talent show, uh, they're like, "Yeah, uh, you know, you can do anything you want." So I was like, "Cool, can I just like not?" not choreographed or anything. Can I just dance to the song uh, <laughs> Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson? Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, it's a good song. Good song. And uh, that's not even the name of the song. Is it Little About Love? Something like that. I think is the actual title. 
Um, and, uh, and, uh, this is how my memory reconstructs it. I'm remembering now, as I say it, I was about to say that I won the contest, <laughs> but what really happened is that there was a raffle for a pair of rollerblades and I happened to win that raffle. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, in my memory, I did a dance to Chattahoochee yeah, like, and, like, like won the like whole thing. Better. I like that better. I like that one better. I like I'm just that picturing one. you doing the dance in rollerblades. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that would have been the next year, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, like, a local. I think it was, like, a WBZ4 sponsored uh, talent show. It was, it was very high profile. <laughs> um, Bob Bell hosted? I, no, he didn't. I wish, though. I think they, they must have just, like, donated the rollerblades. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, you won. You, you know, yeah. you, you won. The next year, it was either the next year at that school or it was the next summer at camp. I did the same. I entered a talent show doing the same thing except to a Michael Jackson song, yeah, which yeah, was like yeah. a much smarter decision. <laughs> yeah. But well, I think that song Jam, that song yeah. Jam wasn't as popular as I thought Jam. it was. Yeah, Michael Jordan's in the music video. Yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> I like fun. Like I went to Fun in the Sun uh, summer camp, and uh, it was like a day camp, like public uh, municipal camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had Monster Day, and I dressed up as a uh, a mummy. And all I did was my mom just took like duct tape and like toilet paper and just like taped me up, and I won. And, uh, <laughs> so like the next year, like I just figured like do the same thing, right? So my and I I, I didn't even place. <laughs> it was just like how do you place? How do you win one year? You don't even. But it was I, no looking back. Yeah. yeah, it was the same thing. Maybe you had to step it up. <laughs> yeah. But That's you want to keep winning. Yeah. yeah. You want to keep never stop. Keep winning the rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh it you maybe this is like something you've had experience too with, but so country music was like one thing, but I also, you know, my family also, that side of my family, like country music also hunt like with the, the hunt deer and, and do a bunch of kind of like, you know, backwoods stuff. Um, and so sixth grade, first year that, uh, the schools all come together in my town. So all the different elementary schools, um, you find amongst all these kids and we went up for Thanksgiving to go to Vermont. My dad went hunting. He got a deer. So you do like you do, you hang the deer up, then you take photos in front of it. Then you get those photos processed and then you put them in your locker door at school of like you hanging out with a dead deer dripping blood. And, um, I thought it was like a cool thing my family did that I was going to be really proud of. And uh, every girl in my sixth grade class really did not feel the same way <laughs> about the photos. And I like was very, I had to take them down. I was very embarrassed, but I kept them. I kept them on the top shelf of my locker the whole year. And I would occasionally like grab them and look at them and put them back up. <laughs> Uh, that's adorable knowing that they that. weren't terrifying. allowed to be like actually seen by everyone I love that <laughs> poor Evan yeah. hey you know yeah. I, I feel with you on that yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't we never hunted but my barber Roland Roland he's a great guy Um, in the barber shop he had the you know he would have deer heads in there yeah so you'd like walk in and I mean I just want a haircut and they'd be like four he's like look at that and so the, I would get kind of freaked out because <laughs> you know they're just the heads yeah yeah, and the yeah. antlers, and now I, I do yoga in Hoboken at the Elks Lodge, yeah. and they have all the they have all the heads of the elks. Like, <laughs> so, like you know, you're doing a, nam- a namaste or whatever, and you're like, uh, and you look up and, and like you see the ant- like it freaks me out because <laughs> like I, you don't wear your glasses, so it's like all foggy, and then I see antler. I, I'm, 
Yeah, you know, and you're supposed to be in a relaxed state. And it's like I'm having like panic attacks. <laughs> like it, it kind of not defeats the purpose. Yeah. Uh, several years later, my freshman year of high school, my dad got another deer, but then brought it down to my yard in suburban uh, Boston and just hung it up. Oh Jesus! And the uh, the freshman field hockey team would walk by my house every day to get to their field to practice. <laughs> so within like a week, I got a pretty sweet rep of uh, having a dead deer in my yard. <laughs> It's like the only time in my life I've ever begged my dad to butcher an animal (laughs) so that it would just be gone. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that stands out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's a a barbershop up the street that has a deer head in there. uh, And they also buy gold. So... I'll tell you right now, if I was going to get a haircut and I was in Astoria, I I would go there. I would go there. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good place. It would be like home. (laughs) They have a picture of Hazel May autographed. Hazel May is... uh, a broadcaster that used to be in the New England area, but he that's the barber has that a Viagra clock and then Hazel May. <laughs> it's, like, it's like two instead of Roland, it's like two Ronald or something. You know, she, she messed it up, but he's still it's still great. Um, <laughs> Hazel May, Hazel May for the win. Um, yeah. So what um, <clears throat> what place does uh does music have for you now? Like. You know, as a, I think it's it often uh, chases us through life, doing different things for us. And maybe as a kid, it it sounds like you know this song at times was giving you confidence. Yeah. Um, but like you know, nowadays when you're putting something on, trying to listen to something, um, where is like where do you find yourself needing out of it or wanting? Yeah, out of it? like back and forth. I, I listen to a lot of like Brian Eno's like like ambient music there, like yeah. music for airports and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that like calms me down. I like that a lot. There's a track when I travel, I always listen to it. It's, it's called Thursday Afternoon, and it's like an hour track. And it sounds like it's like underwater, but it's, it's very, like, highly recommend. Like, but it, like, it's really nice. And then, uh, like, I don't like, I, I really like, like, The Who. And I like The Stones and, and, and The Beatles. And stuff yeah. like that. I just listen to a lot of that. I don't listen to a lot of new stuff. I should, but I, I don't. I just like, I like the band. I like Dylan. Yeah. So I like a lot of those. I like Dire Straits. But the song I listen to a lot now, I come in here was, uh, I like it. So it's a tunnel of love, not like the Bruce Springsteen version. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the dire stage, but it's very, it's really good. Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's a summer cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever think, uh, going back to the ambient, like Brian, you know, and stuff. Um, so like clearly this kind of song, uh, the Roy Orbison song, you can pretty easily like pull some stories out of that. But do you ever listen to ambient music and like sort of drift off and find like stories out of that. Absolutely. I like the music for airports and I think it's, it's discrete music too. A lot of times when I'm working on stuff for shows, um, I listen to that because yeah. it's very like some of it, like those specific ones, uh, music for airports and, uh, for airports and, um, discrete music. It, it's definitely like emotionally invoking. Um, and it's just, and again, but very, very soothing. And a lot of times when I'm working on my stories, uh, you know, you're either writing it out, you're reciting it um, for practice. Um, but a lot of times, like listening to that kind of music without words, and it's just kind of, again, just just on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I almost like just visualize the story, and that kind of helps my brain. Yeah, and, and, it, and it connects it in a different way. So it's like I know these are these are like the type of words put together. It's not like memorized, but these are the type of words I want to put together. Mm-hmm. But that helps me like emotionally tell it. Yeah, it's like inside this actor studio for storytelling. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it. it's true. Well, where do you uh, 
where do you like to write or create? You know, like, do you have places that feel better for that I used process? to like to write in, in the Stevens Library in Hoboken, but they don't let uh, uh, non-students in there anymore, um, which is tough. And then the Hoboken <laughs> Library is loud. Um, so, like, I have, like, a closet. Uh, it's a big closet. And um, <laughs> I, I, I took my... I, bought a clothes rack, like a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So I put all my clothes on that now in my bedroom. And then in the closet, I put like a little TV table, like tray, mm-hmm. TV tray where you eat your dinner. And I, and I put, put a chair and that's where I write now. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's nice. great. Yeah. But it's like my own, it's like a, like a, like Spike Jones office. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, like a little, little office, but I get, I got a, I can sit down, no computer. And I can get, I can get writing done fast. I'll put a timer on my phone, no internet, put a timer on my phone for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. And then like pads, a couple of notepads, get your stuff done. Nice. Yeah. That's like basically how we record the intros for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Take out all of the coats from the closet and then just stand in there for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's really and, cool. Yeah, and you may, and again, it, it connects you like when you used to make forks and stuff when you were little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We like hang up a blanket to uh, baffle the sound a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's simple pleasure. Stuff. See, it is a real good time. Yeah. Um, it's also got to be important and nice to tune out for a little bit. You know, like you're saying, just like yeah, your phone's a timer, but no one's going to be able to contact you. You're not going to be able to look at anything. Um, you know, I think we all like make a lot of. Uh, we talk about like taking breaks from media and internet and all that type of stuff, but. To have that be a part of like your regular practice, your regular regular creative pursuit, um, I gotta shut it's gotta everything be nice, down. man. Yeah, I gotta shut everything down. Yeah. Yep. What does it do? I mean, I can get uh, more work obvious, done. What does it do for you? Yeah. I can get more work done in an hour than like all day long, like fucking around. You know, what yeah. I mean? yeah. I just really, yeah. I mean, I you know, but it's it's forcing yourself to do it. Yeah. It, it's just uh, it's like the gym. I'm gonna go to the gym, and you can't check your email when you're at the gym. Or yeah, I guess you can, but like. <laughs> I don't. I don't bring the phone to yoga. I don't bring the phone to the gym, and I. I don't. Uh, I don't do it when I write. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a smart man. Yeah, he's brilliant. That's that's why I'm writing in a closet every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Adam, thanks so much for yeah, sharing yeah, with for us and, uh, and and joining us. Uh, everyone, give it up for Adam Wade. Yeah, it was a All right. If you want to hear Lindsay's cover of Running Scared by Roy Orbison, head on over to repeater.show where it's available to stream. Now, we hope you just did that, but even if you didn't, it's okay. We forgive you. Let's send you over to Lindsay for a couple of original songs. Um, And so now I have some originals for you guys. Um, This first song, it's an older one. Um, And then I wanted to end with a a new one that is more of a storytelling vibe. Um, But this song I wrote in college, um, it was my first big heartbreak, you know, when you feel like you're being taken advantage of as a, as a lover. Um, Yeah, it gets, it's a little moody. It's called Right Kind of Fool. It's simple. To do what you say, to do what you say, it's simple To live every day by playing this way on your whim and a glimmer Everything could change, 
Cause you don't play this game by any rules, any rules You know the right kind of fool to choose It's danger, the thrill of a kiss, the right kind of twist It's Brought me to this place in a minute. Everything could change. Cause you don't play this game by any rules, any rules. You know the right kind of fool to choose. It's You feel my face in a minute Everything could change Cause you don't play this game by any rules, any rules You know the right kind of fool to hit the 30-year mark um and as we all know that have lived here a long time the city is a beast um but it's still one of the greatest places in the world so this is about being an artist in new york i don't got a lot of money to my name i won't retire to fame the whole world won't know my name But I, I show up where it counts. I'll give away every single ounce of me, and in the bucket of life, that's what counts. And here I've been, so searching to find my end. The days passing me by, and then time. Oh, time holds the upper hand And look 
looking from my view of what I've become Empty-handed or so say some But love, oh love holds the upper hand And I, I've been worried about making rent Giving up doesn't make sense to me If only stubborn will could pay my rent but I have passion written on my soul If you love me then you know I do I have a hunger in my soul Let me reveal how I look and then how I feel Three decades of bowed and kneel to time Oh, time with that upper hand And looking from my view of what I've become Empty-handed or so say some But love, oh, love holds the upper hand Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da let me reveal how I look and then how Three decades of bowed and kneeled to time Oh, time with that upper hand And looking from my view of what I've become Empty-handed or so say some But love, oh, love holds the upper hand Ah, oh, love Oh, love holds the upper hand. Thank you, guys. And thank you guys for having me on this show. It's so great. Thanks so much, guys. Give it up for Lindsay Dunphy. You can keep up with Adam Wade by visiting adamwade.com and by following him on Twitter at Adam Wade. Also, be sure to check out his latest album, The Human Comedy, available on iTunes. Lindsay Dunphy and her music can be found at lindsaydunphy.com and on SoundCloud. Keep an eye out for live dates all around New York City. Hell yeah, dude. We talked about old people, dead deer, and Hoboken, New Jersey. I'd say this episode has it all. It had everything, except for Adam being a big-time jerk. What a good guy, and what a killer performance from Lindsay. They were both lovely. The only things more lovely than these two are five-star ratings and glowing reviews. Come on, people. Make it happen. Evan, put a shirt on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at qedastoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria, 
Visit them from wherever you are at hi-fi-records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeaters.